Bubblies, and welcome to My Streaming Bubble. It's the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. I'm your host, Jen, and today I'm in the pod basement with someone who I've spent many years and hours talking about the shows that we love. And before we had kids to come along and suck up all our time, uh, we would go over to our house every week for the latest episode of Dexter. So I'm happy to have with me today my longtime tolerated fellow show talker, Holly. Hi, Holly. Hey, Jen. Hi, welcome to the pod basement. I'm so excited to be here. We were just talking about how like this has been a dream for so long and I'm just so excited and happy for you that you're doing it. It's like such an inspiration. Oh, thank you. And, you know, this has been a long time in the making if you think about it because I don't know when we started going over to your house to watch Dexter, like what season, maybe season two or three. I'm thinking two-ish, yeah. around-ish. I know it was early. And when did Dexter start? That's what I was going to like Google one day. Is it like um, 2008? Let me maybe? double check because of course I don't have that written down because why would I? I know. And like I <laughs> thought of it like 9,000 times when I was watching it and yet somehow the Google, you well. know. Why would I be prepared to talk about Couldn't things do that. on my own goddamn podcast? Because Abilene was born in 2010. Okay. In March of 2010. So I think we were well into it at that point. Oh, yeah. And I know we were, maybe we had watched 2006. it. 2006. 2006. Maybe we had been watching it for a couple of years before she was born. Maybe born. we did get into it right away in season one. Because I was trying to remember, and I was like, it's been a long time. Like, yeah, since maybe the beginning. Possibly. Or, like, maybe we both watched and then we rewatched it. I don't, I have no idea. What happened before kids? I do not remember. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I, <laughs> I do remember watching it with kids around. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> babies. Oh, the little babies. But, yeah, so we are here today. And to celebrate uh, Holly being in the pod basement and the new season of Dexter New Blood, we will be revisiting the series, the series that started it all for us. And so we're going all the way back to season one of Dexter with the ice truck killer. So consider this your spoiler warning uh, for a show that for a season that came out in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> and for those that have listened to other episodes of this uh, podcast, you may have heard me rant about my feelings on the series as a whole and season four and the finale and was that season I hated. four with John Lithgow butt. John Lithgow butt, but like with the best ending ever. Like yeah. for me, the show, and we'll get into it when we cover those seasons. Right. But for me, that's that's when the show was on the slab and you got really, cut up. You were very vocal about it. <laughs> I have been for ever sure. Since. I'm so worried about that. Like, I hope it redeems itself. You know, me too. I didn't hate the finale as much as like you did, but but still, it was oh, definitely it. definitely was not not great. It's so. Such a slap in the face to the fans. I thought, but yeah. so with the new season of Dexter, uh, myself and uh, a fellow female podcaster, Aaron from It's a Fandom Thing. We've been live tweeting uh, the new episodes on Thursday night. Okay. And then we've gone, uh, she's got a YouTube channel, so then we live stream like our reactions and stuff uh, to the new episode. So, but uh, Holly, you should definitely check it out. So, yeah, <laughs> I just, out. yeah. So, so yeah, well, I'll do, like I said, which, which like streaming service do I need now? You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> I'll look for a bargain and then, and then forget all about it. Are you digging this season? Like, 
What do you, yeah. I just am curious. So far, I did like it, but kind of like you, I've been very reserved in my excitement for the series uh, because I was so mad at the finale. And I'm just like, the only way this, they can redeem it is Dexter has to die. They need to fix that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I, you know, the reboots and, st- and everything can be fun, but I don't want them to drag it out mm-hmm. because then that puts you in danger of making it just not, not good. Like I would love for him to just end, end the story, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, we'll go ahead and get right into season okay. one then. And, uh, um, it is the ice truck killer season. So there's another, you know, we meet Dexter and he's a serial killer. He kills bad guys because he's got a code thanks to Harry. Harry's code. Harry code. And then, but there's another serial killer on the loose that kind of seems to be like toying with Dexter. So they kind of catch up to each other, so to speak. And then we find out that this ice truck killer is actually Dexter's bio brother. And then we find out how Dexter came to be. Uh, what happened to his mom? Are they? Is he like his full bio brother, or is he? Half? Or was he half? I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know if they even clarified that. I don't think so. Yeah, it doesn't really matter here. That well, but his his bio. Oh, yeah. I don't. They I don't at know. least shared the same mom. Yeah, for sure the same mom. Cause, yeah, because yeah. we find out like at the end. That's mm-hmm. how we find out that Dexter wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. Born in blood. <laughs> so, um. So, yeah, we'll get right into uh, our main character, Dexter. And since I haven't gone back and rewatched this season since it first came out, it was kind of fun to go back and rewatch like the intro and all oh, the theme music to it and everything. And so it's been kind of fun to remember why I liked this show to begin with. So we got Dexter running around. <laughs> Always running around in his in his murder his, clothes, his murder clothes with his gloves, <laughs> and then when he runs into people, no one, like he dresses so very differently. I think in his in his in his kill clothes mm-hmm. than he does in regular life, but no one really no says anything. Even Deb, who like knows him, knows him. You know, I could mm-hmm. see maybe you know at work you don't really see people sometimes outside of it that much, or like just what you're doing, you know, whatever at home and, and mm-hmm. everything. But no one, no one except for Dokes. But even then, he doesn't notice. Because there was an episode. So, like, Dexter goes to, like, the where all, like, the shipping containers are. Yeah. He, he figures that out. And that's when we get the amazing scene in GIF of Dokes coming out going, surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. And it's, like, Dexter standing there in his kill clothes and gloves. Yeah, and and gloves. Dexter being, like, the most, like, or Dokes being the most, like, astute to Dexter being a fucking weirdo doesn't pick up on the gloves. No. And like his whole, I mean, I, why would you even believe in a million years that he was just there? Like, I don't remember what he was going to pick up from the shipping containers. Who goes to these shipping containers to find this? I mean, for someone who who is just so suspicious, he misses every single clue. Every mm-hmm. one of them. He never, like, goes beyond it. But then it makes you wonder, like, does he really want to find out? The blah, blah, blah. Or, like, how intelligent is Dokes? I don't know. How far is he willing to... to- follow him but we kind of see a little bit more of that in in the beginning of season two but yeah yeah i I do love that dokes has always just been so weary of him and always just calling him like a weird fucker and what the fuck are you doing psycho (laughs) (laughs) i loved i love dokes so so much but yeah so dexter we find out that um his mom was murdered in front of him like in a shipping container with his brother brian there 
who later becomes the ice truck killer. And that's kind of where the darkness comes in and why he's got these <laughs> murder tendencies. <laughs> he, he just wants to do it. Yeah, I don't know. It makes me think about, you know, nature nurture mm-hmm. a lot, obviously, you mm-hmm. know. Was that where it was all born and everything? And, and or, or was there always a little something buried beneath, but that was maybe kind of like the trigger, the catalyst to bring out the killer in It him? must be because they never, I don't think, I don't remember them ever really exploring his father to his bio father too much. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, there was like, obviously where he, you know, inher- like inherited the house. the house and everything. They went there and found out. You know, that he was his, but I don't know if they really went into like who his dad was. I don't think so. Not in season one, at least. For sure, not season not, one. And yeah. I can't remember the rest of it. Like, if there was any, like, his dad had it, you know, some sort of level of it. But it really makes me think about it, you know? Because, yeah. like, you know, we have our own children. <laughs> Is there going to be something that turns <laughs> them into serial killers? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I do wonder about the youngest sometimes. I've seen him just bite into a row of Kit Kats, and that is not what normal people do. That is not at all. You peel it apart gently, layer by layer. I've seen him eat uh, string cheese, and he just bites it in the middle. Like, it's corn on the cob, but, like, in the middle. He's just a middle biter. So he's... That's definitely a serial killer in the making. I'm sure that's the common, you know, if you had Dexter. Hey, Dexter, Mm -hmm. eat a Kit Kat. Oh, he would totally, he wouldn't know how to eat the pro, quote proper way to eat a Kit Kat. Not sure Dexter even does he eat? Steaks? Oh yeah. He likes his steaks. You were talking about the intro before and like, yeah, watching that whole intro, um, it's first of all, it's really long. I, I mean, know. that was back in the day where they had really long introductions mm-hmm. to to shows and series. And I remember basically having to watch the whole thing every single time. Oh, yeah. But I was like just in awe of it again because it really is just just this whole – it really captures how his everyday is just totally full of just all of this. The way he sees things yeah. and kind of like, yeah, the, the spraying of like the grapefruit and the spreading of like the hot sauce or whatever, the yeah. egg and just – yeah. Like even like makes you think of the blood splatter yeah. that, he, that he studies and everything. Um, so yeah, I've, I don't know. I've, I've found myself like actually watching it, watching it a couple times, which is rare because – Whatever I'm watching on Prime, Prime, I think, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they immediately have the skip recap, skip intro type thing. So yeah. obviously, but, but, um, but yeah, and it always makes me want to have like obviously breakfast. Oh yeah, all oh, that freshly ground coffee mm-hmm. sounds delicious. But there's like an eyeball in it, so <laughs> blend it all in. You'll never yeah. know the difference. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, um, yeah, I think I think that really captured it a lot, and like. Like with Dexter, too, I liked watching from the beginning because trying to think of, did he change? Did they change his character that much? Mm-hmm. You know, even with the, you know, first seasons, I remember Sex in the City. That first season, they did all of these, like, where Sarah Jessica Parker broke the fourth wall and there's oh, a lot yeah, more yeah. narration to mm-hmm. it than, than what it is now. And so it was just interesting to watch it that I don't really think they, he's, I think he's always been Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I kind of wrote, jotted down, like, what I could remember from the different seasons. So I wrote, like, season one is kind of Dexter looking for someone that's like him. And he kind of finds that in the ice truck killer that ends up being his brother. And then season two was, like, Lila. Mm-hmm. And oh, Lila, yeah. Lila, the dark, like, really kind of embracing the whole dark passenger thing. Uh, season three, I remember, kind of bored me. I think that was a writer strike season. 
So were they like less episodes? I don't know. That might have no, been. No, it was. He <laughs> was. He, worse like, writing. <laughs> it's like he was looking for a friend. And so he was starting to become friends with like the new mayor or, um, oh God, who is the actor? I don't have it written down because we're not talking about season three, but he tries to befriend like some somebody who's kind of higher up in like the Miami political scene. Yeah, man. I have no idea. Like, and then Jimmy Smith's. I think Jimmy was Smith, he was Jimmy Smith's was in it. I think so. No, I don't know. But someone, anyway, someone, someone of that caliber. Yeah. And okay. so but this person ends up finding out that Dexter's a serial killer. And mm-hmm. I think like was a little too into it where Dexter was like, that's a red flag. Oh, this is coming back. Like they were they were they prop, they had dark passenger type things. Yeah. Yeah, t- yeah. Tendencies or whatever. And so it ended with um, Dexter marrying Rita was like the season finale. OK. And yeah. That's all a blur. Yeah. I don't season three. Nope. Season three was kind of. Eh, but season they, they ramped it back up with season four and sure the Trinity did. killer. And then I wrote season five religion. And season six, question mark. And then season seven is the one that we shall not speak of because that one was just really fucking bad. He didn't kill enough people in the last. Are there seven seasons? I thought there was six or seven. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. It starts to. And again, like this is when we were watching with children and everything. And so you just don't get to watch like as deeply. And it was before I discovered closed captioning on my TV. Mm -hmm. So now they'll be jibber jabbering at me. And I'm like, I can still watch because I can read it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, closed captioning as oh, well. Yeah. Um, sometimes I snack late at night and they're crunchy. <laughs> crunchy Absolutely. <snacks. laughs> we won't we won't we won't say anything about like has loud music possibly started to compromise my hearing. No, it's the crunchy snacks. It's the for crunchy sure. snacks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with Dexter, he at some point growing up, he's got like these serial killer tendencies. He does like kill the small animals and everything. But then like his foster father, Harry, who had like found him and rescued him, takes him in, raises him and then trains him and gives him these sets of rules so that he can be a very successful and ethical and moral abiding serial killer. Well, see, this is where I remember that his uh, actually he gave him sp- a specific goal of like he's like, this is how you avoid the chair like i remember him saying that like specific so i do wonder sometimes if like it is moral and ethic like how much of it is totally like if that was his because harry obviously has compromised morals and ethics if he's teaching dexter how to do all this Mm -hmm. and it makes me question like harry too is like how where's how dark is his passenger right you know so um but i do remember that specifically it's just to like i mean he has to survive you know like exist in society but that was like his goal you Mm -hmm. know was to just like avoid formal punishment for what he was doing he just didn't want him to get caught he's like look you're probably gonna do these things and but you should at least be smart about it yeah and i mean really that's any parent is gonna try and like nurture their children's Mm -hmm. skill sets Mm -hmm. and (laughs) any patient any parent Mm -hmm. maybe but like but it really made me wonder about that too you know the nature versus nurture and then was Harry right to basically train Dexter uh, under this code of only killing bad guys that truly deserve it, that, you know, slip through the system, slip through the cracks and everything? I mean, I'm a fan of the the model, you know, and like kind of digging into season two with him. First of all, I thought that that what was what had happened with 
the discovery of bodies was that was later, like later season. So I was oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. that happened right away. Yeah. But, um, but you know, even the public is embracing it. They're like, well, if it's someone out there getting these people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Vigilanteism. I mean, yeah. we, we, we clearly love it. We've got all, you know, like over 10 years of Marvel movies and, you know, DC and just comic books in general have existed yeah. for 50, 60, 70 oh, years. Since the beginning of time, we, we love like people that, I mean, we, we admire them, but then we also, you know, in some ways don't when they, you encounter those people in real life. But in TV and imaginary world, like in our brains, we love those people. Mm-hmm. You know, we love those that are like marginalized, you know, we oh, think, yeah. you know, that no one, you know, but the ones that are secretly saving the day, the yep. ones that are like getting rid of the people that our system just fails constantly with doing that, especially, you know, with the disparity and everything with, 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 you know, the way that we handle people of different races and religions and genders and everything. It's like. I mean, I like how many how many like white dudes are being murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should be a little bit Finally, more of those. Someone's taking out the trash. <laughs> exactly. You know. So yeah. So I just like I guess circling back to what you were saying in terms of like what Harry was teaching him. I think that. I mean, I'm on board. Yeah. For sure. I mean, really, why not? Because as a you know, as a seasoned police officer, Harry's like you know the chances are of you the chances of you stopping killing uh very very low so why not just teach you to be safe because i do care about you and i want you to be safe i don't want you to do thing these things yeah but fuck it if you're gonna do it i think you saw in dexter too like intelligence because i was just thinking about how not everyone would know like dexter had like i mean you can even see it i thought they did a great job casting his younger self Mm -hmm. though i do love when michael c hall is like supposed to be maybe college oh my god and his hair is so bad and it's it's always so funny when when actors have to portray like a younger <laughs> version and the way that they, the hair is always messed up. And yeah. I don't know if they like make their face like a little greasier, but there's always like a hoodie involved and like slouched <laughs> shoulders. Like that's not going to take 10 years off you, dude. <laughs> no, no, you still look old. You still definitely, like, I would love if this season, like this new reboot of it would be like still playing their Oh young my God. <laughs> that would be amazing. I'm totally curious to know what they look like now, you know? That would be hilarious if in the new season they do like a flashback <laughs> and he plays a younger self. I'll fucking die. I'll just die right on the couch. I can't even I won't even be able to finish it. I know there's like one show, I don't remember ever what it is, but or maybe it was a movie where they did the same thing where they played them, but it was supposed to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like and hilarious. But that would be amazing for sure. Yeah. But I thought they Ooh. casted that that kid, young Dexter, like really well. And you could just tell there's an intelligence. Like not everyone would like, like seriously, to be a phlebotomist and to be a blood splatter anal- analyst, like going through what I'm going through right now with school mm-hmm. at that, it takes a lot of like you have to have a lot of brains. Yeah. Well, and they say, too, that he went through like medical school or his. Oh, yeah, yeah. Accept- yeah. So he went through like he could have become a doctor, but then he stopped to do the blood work. Yeah. And you just know that that was part of his killer training, whether it was a hairy rule or something he decided to take on himself. He's like, I'm going to learn how to properly cut these bodies up the easiest, quickest, most efficient way with precision. (laughs) And his little rituals with it. Okay, so we need to talk about like his little kill rituals, because do you remember how fucking stressed out we would get when he would take 
forever yes going on about like his life story and what's going on in his life and Rita and the kids and the per- I'm just like after running around all day in his kill clothes and yeah. then he's taking his sweet ass time. I didn't care anymore. I just want to see. I was disappointed in season one, like his first kill. I think it was. It was like so quick and like not. I I just remember it was like not satisfying. You know, for me at least, I wanted to like real where he really gets into it. You know, like really gets into the butchering of the body and like the. See, but I don't remember now that I'm you know, finished season one, for some reason, I remember like the dismembering scenes being longer and more graphic. Me too. But maybe that's just our (laughs) sick minds being like, we want more. Or is it like now it's so much, I think that shows are way crazier, more graphic. So maybe back in those innocent days of the early, of the aughts. um, (laughs) (laughs) What did you just say to me? (laughs) During the 2000s, they're called the aughts. So there's the early aughts and the late aughts and just the aughts. Oh my lord! I know I'm so old. I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. But that's okay. I don't know why. I don't know. That's just what it was called. I don't know. It's the aughts. Um. So those, you know, mid aughts or whatever. But when we watch, it's like way super gory. What was? I mean, what did I just finish watching? Oh, Midnight Mass. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of gore out there. So, but yeah, it seemed it seemed a lot more. I was really kind of surprised. But there was a couple scenes. Yeah. You know, that that really like um, were really like satisfying. <laughs> yeah. I do remember like season five with because that was the one with Edward James almost and uh, Colin Hanks. OK, Cause they had oh, yeah, some yeah. really cool and like with the whole kind of religion theme. I remember there was some really like kind of crazy imagery of like kind of like dead skinned bodies up on horses or something there was i just remember like that one scene out of the whole season i was like oh that's fucked up so like maybe it was just more splattered in maybe but we're still trying to remember it as maybe we'll see as we get into season two too as well too too um because you know a first season maybe they don't want maybe they're being a little more conservative and then sure. once they get picked up, it's like, yeah, let's, you know, start really going for it. Yeah. Now we got the money yeah. and got renewed. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, Dexter has to be smart. And I think going to back to the medical school, you know, you have to take that oath of do no harm. Oh, he couldn't take that oath. You know, I don't know if they ever talk about that no. or like, you know, his dilemma with it, but that makes sense because he is but doing harm. I could see him though, rationalizing it in the way that. The way he's not doing harm is he's got to cause he's got to be harmful to save others from harm. Yeah, like what's what harm are we talking about? Right. Yeah, yeah. And the like, greater good. I think too, it was probably a good idea because we know now, you know, with all of these like Doctor Death and and just the way that our medical records and everything are so electronic base is really easy to do you know i i came from medicare and they use data analytics up the wazoo looking at different providers how they're billing any sort of anomalies anomalies that they see and so really probably to be a doctor would be more risky oh yeah you know to his being able to get away with it for so long Mm -hmm. because people don't really look at blood spatter and analysts they're not going to like connect and i think and i think at this point now blood splatter has been mostly debunked as 
not really like l- reliable. Oh, I have no idea, really. Or forensics. I think it's kind of up there with like handwriting analysis, where it doesn't <laughs> carry as much like weight as it used to. It might yeah. still be used here and there, but you're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna be building cases based. On like defense could easily like debunk. Like yeah. they could easily say, yeah. "Well, what if this and what if this?" And then, of course, there's contamination of mm-hmm. of scenes and everything. So, so yeah, it's even you know it was a smart move of him to do that. And so, you know, but Dexter also has to know, like, to, you know, do things. He's got to be a really good liar. What I love about the show and, you know, is we have different faces. The world It's you know, we Mm -hmm. co-change, you know, co-change and everything that depending on who we're talking to, the situation, we're different people. And I think that we all feel like there's this part of us. It's like a deep, dark secret, you know, that no one can know about and we're hiding it and everything. And so Dexter, it's just like, you know, it's just watching. I think we all feel that way, mm-hmm. you know. I think so, too. To Yeah, definitely to like. Or maybe, or maybe it's just me. <laughs> I think it's only you, Holly, with that dark past. You know? <laughs> oh, it gets very dark, too. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. I think we all wear different faces. We all wear different hats throughout our days and yeah. our lifetimes uh and dexter i think yeah a lot of people can see that and relate to that to a certain extent and not necessarily the the murdery extent yeah i mean i would hope not but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> humans can do anything pretty much so i think we'll um you know we'll we'll continue to talk about dexter oh, and yeah. everything but we'll let's move on to deb oh deb Oh, Deb. Oh, Deb. I love Deb so fucking much, and I'm very appreciative of her character um, just existing in the world of TV, just this crass, foul mouth, but also smart. She kind of has some, like, um, self-esteem, maybe confidence. She's not, she doesn't have as much of it in the first half of season one. Yeah. But as as they are hunting the ice truck killer and she's getting better and she's relying slightly less on Dexter yep. even throughout season one. I thought her arc was great in that sense, like her professional career. Yeah. I love that. It didn't take forever for her to get to uh, a detective level. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, and I love, you know, she's, she's foul mouth and she's crass yeah. and, but she's also like, funny and pretty and all these like she's just yeah. kind of the whole package yeah she really is and like i think i you know she's a powerful a powerful character a powerful woman and as someone who swears and i identify with deb a lot more than Fuck yeah. Rita, oh, you know yeah, and um <laughs> i mean i love you know all the characters love hate yeah <laughs> um but yeah deb um she really the confidence that you're talking about she really ultimately at the end of the day doesn't really give give a fuck what anyone really th- you know like i mean she does and she doesn't but she she definitely pushes the boundaries and that's part of the reason why she made detective mm-hmm. but um because she takes risks that are calculated it's kind of like dexter mm-hmm. were any lessons passed between or whatever but um but i do have to say like when she's having her second like i find her very asexual and so i think about that because you know michael c hall and uh, whoever plays Jennifer Deb, Carpenter. Jeff and Jennifer Carpenter, they got they were, they were like together in real life, got married, I think. Mm-hmm. Of course, now they're divorced, but I would always think like I just find her very asexual. And so I wonder if that is like my interpretation of that being a masculine type of like Deb being more like not very fem- feminine, mm-hmm. not very whatever, even though Quote, she's beautiful. Girly, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, she, you know, a lot of pantsuits. Yeah. The the vulgar language. Yeah. Um, not being shy to share her sexual exploits yeah. with the guys. So I could kind of see that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just me yeah. overthinking, <laughs> overthinking <laughs> things as I eat crunchy food. <laughs> um, you get lost in your thoughts and the crunches. <laughs> yeah. But then at the end, you know, mostly I don't, I, they're all kind of <laughs> sexual to me, but also maybe where bit. I'm at in my life a little bit too. <laughs> a little you projection know? going on there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot going on. So, um, but yeah, I do, I do, I do love dad but it's i don't know i question her character and just like her like low self-esteem i don't understand why her self-esteem is so low see and i think that has to do as much as she does love and care for dexter as a brother um you know the whole family and everything throughout the flash flashbacks in season one you just you really get that sense that like deb was kind of left off to the side because harry was busy trying to groom this future serial killer into oh, being yeah. perfect. So, and their mom was dead. Did she? She die? wasn't dead. She was. She was only in a few flashbacks. Yeah. So I don't know at what point maybe the mom died. I don't but remember. Deb. Deb clearly has like like father issues. Yeah, for and sure. Oh like god, oh. wanting attention. Or yep. Just needing attention and affection. She yeah. didn't get enough of that from her dad. And yeah. then when she tried to do something that. Uh, Dexter and Harry were gonna go do like hunting or something. Yep. She got yelled at. Oh, because then like Dexter ratted her out too because yeah. he's a sociopath, so he didn't understand that that's not really what you do. Yeah. So she's always kind of been looking for some kind of like acceptance, and I think that she may have kind of gone her character before we meet her in the show may have had a lot of like boyfriends or girlfriends or sexual partners trying to quote fill that void yeah she even tells like the ice truck killer she's like whenever she's like i usually i'm only you know we only just fuck like right. anyone she's ever been with yeah and then he was like then this feels like making, making love, love. see then, that's what i love about her too i hate that where you know yes. what i mean so it made me made me laugh and she's like that's the only time you'll ever be able to say it so yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah you're right i mean i guess maybe it's not low self-esteem that she's suffering from it's filling that void mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know yeah like but just, i feel like her her confidence, though, too, is also kind of to mask a lot of where she is still insecure. Yeah. I think she's, you know, throughout season you make one. It. Yeah, yeah. I think throughout season one, you know, she kind of relies on Dexter a little bit, you know, his insights and everything. And then that puts her in a position where she kind of starts building herself up and trusting her own instincts and not relying. Because there's a couple of times she goes to Dexter, like with yeah. one of her thesis or something. And... She kind of nails it, and he poo-poo's on he, it. Yeah, because that was leading her to the truth and the answers, and he wanted to. I mean, he's manipulating the whole thing, because mm-hmm. couldn't he have brought the ice truck killer to justice? You know what I mean? He didn't even give the system a chance. I don't think he ever was interested in bringing no. ice truck uh, to justice. He wanted to meet this person that was like him. Yeah. And kind of like go out for beers or, you know, beers and steak like they end up do end up having. Oh, my God. I didn't even like notice that. That's <laughs> Sometimes, though, you know, you're just kind of looking at other things when you watch when you watch TV. Well, and it's a rewatch, too. So yeah. it's, it's sometimes you're just kind of like, oh, this part wasn't all that great. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Check IMDb real quick. No. Oh, yeah. We do have our smartphones now, too. That yeah. was yeah, that was 
Oh, those we didn't were the have those days. back in the day. Yeah, we, we were still, t- well, texting at the, yeah, that was crazy times. <laughs> Paying for texts. God, I love texting. Then you don't have to talk to text. anyone on the phone. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm always so, Timmy loves calling people too. Because <sighs> he's such an asshole. Well, and it, <laughs> true, but I could see that being Tim. True. Tim doesn't text. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when we have text, it's like always pretty brief. It, he's he does the classic like one word yeah, responses. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean Tim and I are the same age too. So like some people my age as well have I continue to use the phone and get mad at me because I don't pick it up. Fucking Xers, uh, yeah. <laughs> you fucking Gen Xers, man. Weirdos. Yeah, weren't you forgotten somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> you have done nothing. Yeah. Oh, good old, good old Tim. So oh. I don't remember how we digress. Um, this happens. This. Okay. So this happens on the podcast all the time. <laughs> yeah. I knew this was going to happen with you. And that's why I was like, we've got to try really hard to keep it under two hours. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. but any, like, with Deb. Oh, Deb, 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 Deb. Yep. And it's like, she's, I think again, she's so kind of in this, has this need to like, attached to someone that that's why she's blind to to Dexter yeah. and his ways. And don't get me wrong, he's a great liar and well maybe not that great, but he does well enough. You know, he comes up yeah. with shit that's plausible enough and that people aren't going to question it. And because he's been so kind of secretive and held back, that just they just come to expect that from him and they don't question yeah. it. And he looks pure and innocent. You know, he's blonde hair, mm-hmm. blue blue eyes, I think, or whatever. I mean, they cast him for a reason. He's someone that, you know, when just you do blends. when you do look like that, people don't don't think. Now, if the ice truck killer, his brother, had been in that same position, dark hair. I mean, they, you know, again, <laughs> it might be me overanalyzing, <laughs> but there is religion in it. There is like this, some, I don't know, there's some elements of it, but... You know, he just fits this, like, super innocent. Just someone who can Ding. kind of blend and you don't think too much about it. You're yeah. just like, oh, there goes that guy. He's pretty handsome. Okay, yeah. on my way. Seems kind of like a weirdo. Yeah. Doesn't really do it. You know, he doesn't really do anything. He's just <laughs> sitting home every night <laughs> looking at, at stuff. And then, I don't know. I do, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that realistically... He wouldn't have been able to pull all of this information and be like searching into databases, you know, with like HIPAA <laughs> and those things. I mean, we joke about how long, but it wasn't that long ago, no. you know. So yeah, yeah, he really goes in and just <laughs> does whatever the fuck he wants, and it's yeah. He's always he's you know aside from like you know his dad, you know Harry being a cop and everything, you know, and then Deb becomes a cop because she's got to try and getting good, you know, get noticed by Harry yeah. and stuff. So. He more or less just kind of tagged along and followed and was like, you know what? This will be a great resource to find all the baddies that slipped through the cracks. Yeah. And meanwhile, Deb's just none the wiser because I think she tried. She was trying so hard to get noticed by Harry. And then she's trying so hard this season to prove her worth to yeah. La Guerta and the captain and the, yeah, the captain. And the captain. Okay. Um, But it's like, how did you... How did you never really pick up on anything in the past? Maybe she was just, maybe she was willing to be so accepting Mm. of Dexter that she was willing to overlook damn near everything because maybe young Deb was still so hyper-focused on trying to join the boys club and hang out with her dad and her brother. Maybe, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting you talk about that because actually how doesn't she hold resentment toward her brother? 
you know, I think of like my own family and like, you know, um, being the troublemaker. I took all of my, according to my sisters, but all the attention, <laughs> all the attention Sorry, away. The, the, look, the face <laughs> you made. <laughs> I have lots of sisters and brothers and stuff. So, you know, so there's like resentment there, you know, <laughs> that like exists to this day. I mean, you get, you're more and more, but like Deb doesn't seem to hold any like she doesn't there's she like sees him too as just this like innocent i think it's rather innocent except for when he betrayed her but even then i think she understood that like he just didn't match this he something was see broken how about this because because she's still vying for harry's attention and harry i think he tells her you know you got to watch out for each other and look after each other Mm -hmm. and look after dexter and everything that Maybe that's why she doesn't hold resentment because she's on a mission from Harry mm-hmm. to keep the family together and to stay together and remain just as a close family unit. Yeah. Like, I think I think Harry Don fucked her up real yeah. good. I mean, they're real close, too. I mean, I don't even I mean, again, you know, it's TV, so suspend whatever. But like, I'm not quite sure they've been allowed to work in the same department. You know what I mean? The same <laughs> the, the same department. Because that's really close, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, it's yeah. He did, he did, he did makes you like, but he wasn't cruel. He wasn't yeah. he didn't like hit her. You know, no. it's not like the typical abuse. It's like he emotional abandonment, neglect, yeah. neglect. I guess abandonment, but still being there. Yeah, but like his mom clearly wasn't really anything. Yeah, and so I don't know. It makes me think of that. I don't remember if they explore any of it with. Like moving yeah, forward. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, but we'll, well. we'll see as we move. But I forward. remember that about the show. I think there was like, I remember being frustrated. I'm pretty sure that like some of these things never really got answered. Like they left, they sort of just like didn't even address again some like <laughs> things mm-hmm. that happened. I can't be specific. I just remember it as an impression. <laughs> yeah, that like there's these storylines that like, well, what happened with that or why? But I, I think his mom might be one of those. Yeah. But, yeah. So I don't I don't recall them saying, but yeah, I, I watched season one a few weeks ago to try and uh, make sure I got that in before I had to get in any more required pod prep. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Rita. Oh, Rita. Now. Did I hate her the first time or was I kind of team Rita? Do you recall? I feel like I was kind of team Rita. I think, okay, so season two is Lila. So then when we had to choose between Lila and Rita, you know, yep. I, we definitely went went like that route. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I kind of liked Lila in season two. But I don't remember either, like, if I, I, I did, if she bothered me as much as she does she watching it. She bothers me so much yeah. now. Yeah, she's just, she's either, and she's only two things. She's either really pathetic or she's just some sort of, like, like angry, you know, I don't know, like when she was upset with De- like, I don't know how to explain it. Angry, um, bitchy, you know, just like, I don't know. There's just two of her and it was really annoying. It's like she, her, her arc for the first season, you know, we go, we meet her as like a, a domestic ab- abuse victim yeah. who uh, is, you know, really sweet, but kind of she's, she's been abused. She's been traumatized. So she's, you know, kind of weak and, doesn't know how to stand up for herself and she's not into any kind of like physical um, activities yeah. with Dexter. Yeah. It, it freaks her out. But, but he's then, like totally, he's just totally 
fine with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's constantly saving like her day, you know, saving the day for her. Yeah, he just again and again, like the car situation, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I mean, that was a weird. That was a whole weird thing. And why did she get it painted by now for reals? <laughs> I mean, I just don't buy them too. I mean, if they're going to keep the car like that, that's super awesome. But yeah. Like, I think you and I would keep it like that. We pro- Yeah, we would. But like, I feel like Rita's not that type of person. And so, mm. you know, whatever. I think she's kind of lazy. Well, I think she's, I don't think it's that she's lazy. I think she, uh, she's just broke. <laughs> maybe. Can't afford to have the car painted. I mean, she clearly works and, you know, she, she, she gets dressed every day <laughs> and does her <laughs> hair and makeup and, you know. Plants lemon trees. Yeah, and... lemon trees and his waters them, <laughs> waters them. <laughs> Takes care of them. <laughs> I don't well, know keep in mind this was is. like the 50th or whatever fruit tree she tried to plant. But, but she seems just kind of brain dead. She's see, and I as much as she annoyed me this season, yeah, I did enjoy watching her her arc and her progression going from uh, abuse victim to someone who finally, like Deb, has the confidence to kind of call the shots. Yeah. And and you know, we can call it bitchy, we can call it yeah. whatever, bossy, but really she's just a woman being assertive and standing up for her kids. And since we weren't introduced oh. to that as her main character trait. Yeah. It definitely it definitely feels like there's a bitchy vibe to it. But yeah. I hesitate to say it to call that based on what we know of the character in season one. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter uh, of her finding kind of her voice and her trying to do things sort a of bit she on her keeps own. putting herself as being the victim to these men. And maybe that's part of it and like you know what I mean? Is that she's she's Paul's victim and then now she's Dexter's with him, like, like what has he done to her and, and sort of like this authenticity and, and not believing him. And, you know, I don't know. There's just this like victim, which she is a victim. So deservedly so. But it's it's even when she's growing, I guess the point is that she is growing. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. It's something so. I will admit, like in the first few episodes of season two. She was kind of getting on my nerves, and we'll go more into that when we cover season two. Right. But at least within season one, it was nice to see her kind of stand up for herself in in certain situations. And she relies on Dexter because Dexter thinking that he's got to do the, quote, classic good boyfriend thing. Yeah. That's what he's there for. Yeah. You know, he so far is still kind of playing a role. I don't think he has any kind of emotional uh, attachment to Rita or really the kids yet at this point. I don't know. That is something that you question. Like, at what point does he get attached to them? Yeah. I also think about, like, how how when you're, like, just a, a boyfriend or girlfriend, and then you just get to come and play with the kids for a bit. Like, how easy that is to project. Like, you know, he's not living there all the time. He doesn't... He's living this dual life, mm-hmm. you know? And so... So it's... How could he connect with that when he's just... It's all... It feels surface. But you do feel like he does care. Care. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like when he says he's completely devoid of emotion. I just obviously there's a spark. There's yeah. something there. Because if you were, you would be fleeing society and living on your Shawshank Beach. <laughs> Shawshank Beach. I love that. Just like, just like, and then you just that's when you know you could just be free. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always kind of wondered that at what point. Did he start kind of giving a shit? And yeah. I think it does happen a little earlier than maybe. Because 
there's a point in season one where one of Paul's buddies comes up and he steals. That's when he steals the car and everything. Yeah. Dexter doesn't look too pleased with this dude showing up and being a jerk to his kind of quote girlfriend. Right. So at this point, he's starting to care. Yeah. Paul shows back up and he's kind of like, you're a piece of shit. You hurt this woman that I kind of like and her kids and I don't like you. And I need to get rid of you. And he does it in kind of a sloppy-ish manner for yeah. Dexter. Um, but I'm so glad he did it. But that's that like sloppiness, and I mean, that indicates emotion. Yes, exactly. Yep. It was an emotional response and spur yep. of the moment. That's how most women commit their murders. <laughs> We're so hysterical. <laughs> With the vapors. The vapors, if we don't get to lie down, we a, just might murder I someone. Have a, I am for clamped. <laughs> so... Rita's, Rita's going to be interesting to kind of watch, at least for me, over yeah. these next few seasons. Well, I remember, like, I, you know, I mean, sometimes I worry about my memory, but it came back to me. I'm like, I, I'm like, what happens with Rita? And then I'm like, wait, I think I remember what happens with Rita. And so just knowing that there's, like, there truly is an arc. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah, so I get I totally understand what you're saying. But right now, she's just, I don't know. I guess maybe, she's too, annoying. it's just sort of, like, she just, I mean, I don't. And then her apologizing all the time, like, I don't know why you're with me and this and this and this. You know, I'm curious to see if that stops stops more. I think that it did. I think it does. I think it did, even by the end. Well, mm -hmm. then that's because when she started, like, doubting him, obviously. A little bit, yeah. She finally yeah. found the shoe that yeah. Paul was going on and on about. But, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll see because I don't really remember not liking Rita, but I think a lot of people found her to be kind of annoying and Maybe. a little pathetic or whatever. They they didn't care for the character. Yeah, and I I just I kind of left with this like impression that I was alone in that one where I was like, no, you she's did. trying. She's you guys. She's an abuse victim. It's yeah. I mean. <laughs> You are you are a sucker for the, for those who are like downtrodden and and you know need need help. Yeah. Oh no, God! <laughs> me, me. Who, who who is this weak person? No, no, absolutely Get the not. And brush her off my front steps. You Get know, it's I don't know. I don't know. There's something just I don't know. Maybe I don't. I have no idea. But I think it's what I enjoy is the idea of him. This family situation mm -hmm. too. You know, um, just putting on this, this like another facade, another yeah. face. Yep. And so I find that really in entertaining. And I do like those kids. I do like the kids. You know, Aster and Cody. Aster and Cody. I don't know. I mean, they add an interesting element to it. So I think like maybe more with Rita as a whole, like she's definitely adds more to it. Like I don't, there's other characters that totally annoy me more. Mm -hmm. But, but I don't know. She's grating on me this season. She, yeah. Like I said, she's. I, I don't remember disliking her this much, but she yeah. was kind of getting on some nerves. But yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, things change over years and with rewatches. And I truly don't really remember at all because I am seeing Rita in a different way. Me too. You know, I mean, I think I do remember, but I'm, uh, you know, we're we're watching her differently and yeah, older too, older yeah. eyes, and yep. it's been, you know, this isn't. This is not, at least for me, something that has been like a rewatch, like a comfort rewatch. Yeah. Um, not for any, well, probably because the last half of the series sucked and I got so mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was a blur, you know, there's, it was a blur. 
to an so extent. So, so yeah. So it is fun to re to rewatch it because it doesn't have to be a blur because I don't have babies screaming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I just put them on their tablets. Yes. <laughs> Yay! Go spend time with electronic mommy. There you go. <laughs> YouTube to your heart's content. Exactly. But yeah, so Rita, <laughs> we'll see what happens with Rita. But yeah, she's she's definitely grading on me, um, mm-hmm. for sure. But I feel like we're not. I, I feel like it's not going to get any better throughout season two because we have the Lila component there. Yeah. And it's like Dexter is gets tempted by Lila. Yeah. Uh, in that season as well, and I think. I do remember we were both like, he's just in the chicks with small tits. <laughs> oh my God, I totally remember that. <laughs> that was like a whole conversation. Did we, did we ever carry that one through to John Lith? Oh, wait. <laughs> no, but we had no oh, spoilers. Lithgow button season four. I love that that was like the first thing you remembered, <laughs> totally. your takeaway. Whereas I'm like, that ending. And <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, let's get on to uh, some of our supporting characters. I had Rudy slash Brian Icetruck Killer on the list, but I don't think we really need to spend too much time with him. No, he wasn't really. He was pretty, his character was pretty, pretty basic, you know. It was, he was, he existed to further uh, Dexter's plot and storyline. And so, you know, the reveal that it was. He has a brother, and his brother happened to grow up to be a serial killer as well. Uh, But without the guidance of Harry, and still managed to get away with it for quite some time. So, yeah, and really was, you know, who knows if he would have been caught by the Miami police, you know, but but someone caught up with him. But that was because, I mean, he was leaving clues for Dexter, Mm -hmm. you know, like these super obvious, you know, like. Yeah, definitely know who you are. Definitely, like, there's no question about it. Yep. And I think Dexter was, like, contemplating it. I wonder who, you know, is someone messing with me? Is this, I'm like, yes, obviously. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, his brother, I just see him as, like, yeah, you know, he, somehow he became in the medical field, too, though, you know, as the yeah. amputation, whatever, expert. So, I think because that was his kink. You know, Dexter's kink is blood splatter. I know, but for him to, like, somehow he was able... Still make it there, too, yeah. Yeah, even without the guidance of of Harry. So, like, how much, you know, who knows? Yep. And again, nature versus nurture. How much of this was always kind of there, and then the tragic murder of their mother in front of them. Remember when Dexter got, like, that blood donated or whatever he got donated? That had to have been from his father, right? Um, When he was young, he was in the hospital. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That was his dad that he got it from? It couldn't have been his brother. yes. Yeah, because yeah. that was the only other time that uh, – so his dad must not have been a good guy because Harry did not want to have to go to him. And the mom was like, yeah. he's the only one. You have to. And she urged and kind of pushed yep. and eventually did. So for whatever reason, oh, Harry yeah. was like, this oh, man yeah. – and like that he lied to Dexter about his bio dad. He was like, yeah. oh, no, he did. Yeah. Because he was he was a bad dude, so maybe that is where they get. I don't know if he darkness. was or not, though, because Harry wanted complete control. Yeah, you know. Though I do remember now with with the mom, she was like the one kind of whispering in his ear. Like she knew she knew about like what's going on. You know, there's something off. There's something going on. So, mm-hmm. you know, her influence is kind of interesting to think of. But I think Harry he wanted control, and some of that is like, you know, having children. Like when I had to send him to school. I was like, oh, no, like, oh, oh, the world, what is it going to do to them? Like, you know, you have this kind of controlled situation with your, like, family and everything mm-hmm. when you're 
or whatever, whatever you're, when they're younger, you're just more in control of their environment. Yeah. And so you're like, don't keep all of the, keep everything out. Yeah. And no, so that, th that could be, you know, at Dexter was isolated. I didn't really see Harry like encouraging him to have friends. I think he said the one girl, you know, was like, that's, you know, and I think Dexter went to a dance or something with yeah, her. Yeah. Because it was expected. Yeah. You know, he just, Dexter didn't have dri any drives for any of that kind of no. stuff. But to, that but, whole keeping up appearances. But he wasn't, he didn't really have, did he have any guy friends? No, he yeah. was, I mean, he was kind of that classic young serial killer loner yeah, type. Absolutely. I mean, definitely would have been had it not been for Harry. So I don't think yeah. they really show anyone uh, in the flashbacks that Dexter has like a, a best friend or anything. Yeah. He probably gets along with everyone just fine so as not to raise suspicions. Right. Um, but he's probably still just weird enough where he's not popular. He's not doing all the things. Yeah. Because so. you don't. You just want to be somewhat invisible. Mm -hmm. yep. Except for the dokes. <laughs> so let's get on to some of our supporting characters. Yes. I do want to start with dokes, even though I had him last on my list because I think I had the most I wanted. I had to write about him. Yeah. So rewatching this first season... Dokes was given some pretty shitty storylines. He was. He's not a well-rounded, fleshed-out character. I mean, you don't really expect a whole hell of a lot in the first season. But yeah. he had, like, two different fucking storylines. Yeah. So there was, like, the, the dead cop by the one mobster. But then Dokes is also, was also fucking dead cop's wife. Yep. And then the other cops found out. And then uh, kind of bully, you know, basically use him and manipulate him as bait to try and get the gangster or the mobster or whatever. And <laughs> I'm just laughing because thank God you're in charge of narrating what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was so irritated because yeah. one, it's like it was like three other cops that I believe were all white. Yeah. And then here they're kind of fucking with dokes and leaving him to be a target for uh, whatever the mobster's name was. I don't remember. Yeah. And then, yeah, used to, to get the baddie. Uh-huh. And then, and then out of nowhere, we get, an, we get a scene with him and Angel. Oh, Angel. And uh, yes. Dokes spots some rando dude in the streets, goes chasing after him. And then there's like a single shot fired and Dokes kills this guy. But he's not, he's given kind of a, a different story, yada, yada. Angel's like, what the fuck? I don't want to lie. Yeah, they still make him out to be no matter what, because we know at the end of it, um, he was justified and like people understood what was going on and he wasn't like in trouble, but they still put this hole or he was trying to get, you know, Batista, you know, but Angel was, to lie. But it was, so it comes out that, you know, it had, to, it had something to do with this secret ops. Yes. His time in secret ops. Yep. And I was like, I, I think they should have worked that into the storyline yes. a bit more Yep. and focused on that and not so much this like dead cop yeah. and yeah. wife, blah, blah, cheating thing. Yep. I mean, if they yep. wanted, I don't, I don't know why that was necessary because then again, this mobster guy is only in for like the first like three or four episodes. Yeah. It was so, it was so much for one character to have. And it was all shit. Yeah, it really was. You know, of all the characters I was thinking about this, like, who would I want spinoffs of? Because now that, you know, it happens all the time. Dokes is one and Masuka is the other one. That I would just <laughs> love spinoffs, you know, because Dokes, I do feel like this. I feel unsatisfied with his depth of his character. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I don't know what like there could be a whole nother thing where he does 
I don't know, suspect Dexter more than what he gives off or whatever reasons that he's, you know, whatever. But, but yeah, special ops, dude. Yeah. I want to hear those stories. Yeah. Give for us, sure. Give us more of that. And then, cause then there's that whole thing with like, uh, between him and LaGuerta and how she became yeah. like Lieutenant or whatever. It's like, I would have liked to explore a little bit more of that. Yeah. And she, how did she, she became Lieutenant because she like took credit for, did she like the one yeah, it was some big case or something, but it was a bit sketchy, but Dokes backed her up, and that's how she got the promotion. Okay. I can't even, I mean, I just rewatched it. I still can't even remember yeah. the details. Did they bring in the new chick, to, the new the new lady, too, to replace her? That was, like, another, yeah, that was that was a lot for just, what, 12 episodes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a lot they put into that. And that was such a power move between the captain and then... Yeah. Oh yeah, and then the new lieutenant lady that they brought in at the end of the uh, end of season one, mm-hmm. you you don't really know kind of what to make of her and where this is going to go and kind of this back and forth between her and Laguerta. Are they going to be butting heads? Will they kind of uh, be more of a team and try and like say fuck the captain? Uh huh. Um, and so I don't really like where she and her character arc ended up going in season two, but it was kind of. It was just like that power play from the captain to fuck yep. with LaGuerta. Yep. You know, because then he does show his like racist side in front of her and everything and he calls does. her a slur. And, he does. But I love how she like stuck to girl code to an extent or like didn't. I don't even know. Like with her, I suspect that was also a power power move because mm-hmm. um, she didn't stop, you know, the the other. What is she? What was she? Lieutenant. Mm-hmm. What was it? Whatever. She took over as lieutenant or whatever. She didn't really stop her Mm-mm. from any of this behavior. She just was like, I'm just going to let this like this is going to crash and burn. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I felt like that was it wasn't just girl code, you know, or like just not being someone who and I firmly believe in that with your like coworkers and stuff. And like, well, unless someone's like totally. Yeah. You know, and the only time that I'm ever hard on co- is like if they're just not working hard yeah. enough. Well, they're just bad people. Well, but- that's true. That's true. But yeah, LaGuerta, and then, I don't know, the way that she, I like, the way she treats Deb. Yeah. You know, yeah. is what, like, I guess slut-shaming? I don't even really know, like, what her problem is. I don't, they never really go into that. She just yeah. has a problem with Deb. Maybe she felt a bit threatened by Deb. Maybe she could see potential in Deb. Maybe. But she does kind of, sort of, kind of start coming around. I think especially after she gets demoted. Yeah. And she's back out in the bullpen and everything. Um, yeah, she's maybe, humbled. She's humbled. Yeah. And, like, you know, working a little bit more closely with people, too. Not being so far away. But, her, you know, she definitely was. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like I that. I know. forgot how mean she was to Deb. Yeah, she really was, like, awful. And it didn't seem war- like warranted. And you would think with anyone, she would, you know, I don't know. Like, it's like the only one. I don't know. Are there any other women that work there? There are. We just don't. We just don't. They're just not part of the story. No. <laughs> so anyway, but then the way she treated her, Deb, versus the way that she treated the um, new lieutenant, it's like, to me, it seems it seems conniving. It seems manipulative. Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, I, I, you know, I was like, like that she was doing that. She was like, not, not like turning on the lieutenant, but at the same time, it's like. Yeah, we knew where that was going because mm-hmm. that lady was a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Holy cow. She, yes, she was. And no one was stopping her. No. <laughs> that reminded me of days that were the old cubicle life. Oh, and God. Just like you're like, whoa, whoa. I'm not going back to that. <laughs> and no, yes, thank people, you. we can hear everything through mm-hmm. the walls, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, but you would think Laguardia would be a little nicer to Deb since she's clearly since Laguardia is clearly crushing on Dexter in those at least in like the first half of the she, season one. You think so? She totally is. Oh. The way she's like, she looks. Oh, hey, Dexter, and she just. Her demeanor and the way she carries herself is definitely that a bit more flirty. Yeah, I don't know if like... And it wasn't a lot, and it was only like, like I said, maybe in the first half of season one. Interesting. It definitely dropped in the first few episodes of season two, so I, I'm glad that they decided to kind of scrap that. Yeah. But it's like, at one point, Doak seemed to be crushing on Deb a little bit. Agreed, agreed. And I saw like, that. I don't remember if that ends up kind of going anywhere in the later seasons. I, I mean, I know it doesn't go far, but I was like, that could have been cute. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's so much more they could do with his character and Deb's character, too. Yeah. You know, but but I, I don't know why. I mean, obviously, I have no idea why they were they were doing what they were doing. But I don't know. There was a lot more to their characters they could have fleshed out. But I, I completely agree. Yeah. And again, that was my frustration is that they didn't they didn't do that. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Yeah. And it's like even with uh, Masuko. Yeah. Is that I, I can't. Masuko. 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 It's like. Masuko. He. They, it's it, for what he is just like this weird the, the weird pervy little dude in the office yeah. at least they kind of knew that that's all they were going to do with that character and in that sense he felt more fleshed out than dokes yeah it really didn't feel and even like angel they kind of gave they gave him like the sad marriage falling apart storyline which yeah. We only kind of find out slowly and then through like a really awkward kind of exchange because he's like trying to buy, he's telling everyone he's buying a gift for his wife or their anniversary. The, oh, the ox. <laughs> the ox, yeah. The ox oh, my God. God. And that and the show's still funny. It, it really is. I mean, <laughs> I love it. I don't remember. Why did they break up? Uh, he had cheated on her. Oh, okay. That's what. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. So, he's. So. Like, his co-workers don't know yet, so they all think he's trying to buy the perfect anniversary gift. Mm -hmm. We find out it's a gift for his daughter and, you know, can't be around and yada yada. So, You think like, it was for his daughter? It was for, I, his, it was for it, his daughter. He gave it to his daughter. Well, I, yeah, but I think he gave it to his daughter once his, like, wife was, like, not no, cool. No. So it was for her. It was for his oh. daughter. Oh, okay. That's cute. Because then I think when we see him giving the gift... I mean, I He's, saw him put it on there. Yeah, yeah, that that's when. I guess I saw it as him giving up on the wife. Like that was where he was like, "Boo." No, I think it was for the daughter, but okay. then he was still he's still hopeful yeah. of of getting together with the wife. So unless I completely dozed off for a second, which totally happens. No, I'm but... gonna trust your <laughs> yours definitely over my my story line that you know is mostly accurate. Mostly, mostly, but it's like yeah, even Angel had. A more interesting as the sadder yeah but more interesting it just there was at least something there yeah there definitely was there was no like emotional connection side to dokes at all like mm -mm. i don't th know if they ever i don't know i don't remember if they like do give him more but i feel like they didn't i don't think it was just he's always this like machine of some sorts but so yeah i'll be curious I mean, that's where I'm saying that I would love to have had a show because there has to be more. And then same with Masuko that, um, you know, they show this one side of him. It's satisfying enough. He, you know, he provides a lot of like comedic uh, interlude, which is really, really, you know, awesome. 
But what if he's secretly a serial killer of some sort? He's also this, he's totally creepy. He totally mm-hmm. loves this stuff just like Dexter does. Yeah. But I think at least with, with him, it's all out there. Yeah. You know, so you know what you're getting with him. And yeah, so but he has more, I'm sure, another side too. But I don't think, the, what with what we're given, I don't think he's capable of having a he's secret side. He's always at side. like strip, strip clubs. Yeah. Yeah. That's out. just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And being gross. And well, I don't know. Maybe that'd be fun to watch too. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do you think that they just didn't, I don't know why they never, with Dokes, I have no idea. But yeah, Angel gets a storyline now, do I remember? I mean, he always has a good, I mean, I love Angel, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think he's someone that he did the whole way through. Oh, yeah. You know, but he always was able to have this emotional storyline, you know, romantic storylines. Yes. I don't know if the jokes, maybe the, maybe the dead wife that he was banging, you know. That was it. That was it. And his kind of pseudo tiny crush that crush went nowhere on Deb. Deb. Yeah. Which, yeah. So Angel, Angel gets these storylines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets, he, yeah, he is kind of the more like the emotional one, mm-hmm. you know? So, okay. So Angel's the like emotional, sweet, romantic one. Yep. Uh, Masuka is the weird perv. Perv. Oh my God. Yeah. Dokes is the scary badass. Scary masculine badass. This is like... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is like so looking at like the way, you know, think of men and how they're classified. It's like a cl- <laughs> like how... Yes. So you're either like romantic and like sweet or you're like super like unemotional and like strong and, you know, a man's man. Void it out. Or then you're pervy and weird. <laughs> Those are your three choices, guys. Oh. <laughs> no, and that's baloney. And that's it like is. the same thing we do with everybody. But it's interesting. Of course they have to do it because mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a show story and, and you yeah. have to have dramatic. I mean, these are all like parodies of yes. reality. They're, so. they're characters <laughs> for a reason. But yeah. And then I guess where would Dexter fit? He's like the, the sweet... He's he's the psychopath. We're yeah. all... We, yeah, he doesn't fit, no, he yeah. fits in no box. He yeah. Does, yeah. Just a shipping container. <laughs> Good one. So, yeah. So that's, you know, I think that'll pretty much do it for us for season one of Dexter. Yeah. Uh, we, did, we did touch on other seasons, but again, the show's been out and over. And yeah. Like I said, people who have listened to other episodes know that <laughs> how I felt. So, you know, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. But, um. Do you have any other, anything else, any like stray observations or anything else, random scenes or episodes that you wanted to bring up real quick or? No, no. I mean, the one thing I'm always paying attention to is just like how different 2007 is versus 2021. Mm-hmm. Like, holy, <laughs> holy shit, dude. Yeah. So that's something that, you know, I've observed was just like the lack of smartphones and, um, I mean, there was like looseness with, um, more talk in the office and everything. And I think in terms of sexual like talk yes. and every, and things like that. And like, um, yeah, so it's a different time. So it's really interesting to watch that aspect of it. It's crazy. Cause it's all these things that we just excused, right? We're just like, yeah, oh, that's, you know, I roll, that's just how it is. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. We accept it. But none of those things were okay. No, they weren't. <laughs> acceptable. They weren't. But <laughs> I don't know. And it wasn't that long ago. It's not like. But I still, to this day, don't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just more like, I mean, I don't. But I subscribe. I mean, 
you know, I think that I, like I can look at it and I, no one is like has bad intentions with it. It's just, I don't, right. I don't know. It, I mean, you still get this talk around, you know what I mean? It's not pure and clean at work or anywhere like that, but, but you know, you know, when whatever people are being people. So it doesn't bother me per se, but it's just, it's more like the aspect of like how it's not cool with society and, and probably I think, shouldn't, I guess, shouldn't have been. It, for me, it's like the audacity that people thought that and did say these things and get away with it. <laughs> yeah. And a that, lot of it was men. And that they, that that they thought it was and still think it's okay that yeah. they can just go up to people and say incredibly gross and inappropriate yep. things, unwarranted, unsolicited, like yeah. all of that. So I think for me, that's where like, yeah. yeah, I like I can be just as offensive as the next dude. Oh, yeah. But that's like with my close group of friends who know me, you know, yeah. we know each other. We know each other's humor and everything. Yeah. But to have that in the workplace and just so brazen and blatant yeah. and just kind of devil may care and no one's going to do anything because, quote, this is the way it's it, and it was yeah. and it wasn't that long ago. It's not like when we look at things from like the 80s or 90s. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, we still should have known better. But really, when you look at how the world was being run, yeah, there was never going to be a change. And. If no. you did complain, it wasn't going to go anywhere. And it still was more progressive than it had been in the past. You know what I mean? At right. that point. So I think we thought we had it. Well, you know what I mean? Oh, like, we totally oh. thought we did. But now going back, if you ever go back and watch like old things from the 80s yeah. and 90s, you're just like, oh, fucking hell. So to go back to just 2006 and, you know, yep. ableism jokes and just yeah, I mean, misogyny, misogyny, misogyny left and right, you and, know. Yeah. I mean, you know, the way women are portrayed in the whole thing and just, yeah, it's 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 just fascinating. So it I is. love to think of it from that element. So oh, yeah. that'll definitely be something that you can look forward to hearing is way over analysts yes. analysis of yes. how the times they have changed. I love it. I cannot wait. So, um, well, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping this up then. But before we pop off, Holly... What's been streaming in your bubble? Bobble. Why did I say that so weird? <laughs> What's been streaming in your bubble? That's not any better. Oh, what it has been. I've been having a hard time, actually. After Midnight Mass, I had a good run of, like, um, some shows. And so, um, who are the same? I don't know. I don't remember. But I remember <laughs> it was a lot of good shows. But Midnight Mass was kind of where it ended. And so then I've been dabbling in kind of movies, um, mm -hmm. staying away from true love stories, you know, and unfortunately mm -hmm. my son makes me watch Once Upon a Time. And so, <laughs> um, so we're on like season four of that and Elsa has finally like appeared. I loved that show. I went to the concert. I met Captain Hook. Oh my God. And the he's evil so hot. queen. Yeah. And I did meet, um, Holy cow, no way. Yeah. And I just, I, I, I have a photo with her, Oh, my too, God. The Wicked Witch. It's Regina. Yeah. It's Regina and Hook. Oh, I'm yeah. so in love with Hook. So I just, I haven't printed the picture that I have with the Wicked Witch, oh but I got God. a picture with her, too. But that was my first <gasps> con with uh, my friend Meg. That is crazy, dude. I can't even believe it. Yeah. Did you love it all the way to the end? I did. It was a lot of fun. It, like I said, my first con, so I didn't really know what to expect, yeah. but like the kind of panel stuff was really fun and no, interesting. I mean the show, the show Oh, itself, I loved the show. All the way to... Well, not things. all the way. Okay. Because I've heard like, it gets really confusing. It does. Yeah. So is this your first time watching it? Yes. 
Oh. So this is definitely streaming in my bubble, but it's like totally like for me, it's hate watching. <laughs> Jack, Jack responds now because I'll be like, oh, God, I bet it's a true love's kiss. <laughs> and Jack goes, yeah, true love, gross. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, oh, no. So I'm trying to be less like that. Yeah. Um, But keep, yeah. Keep the quiet parts inside. The yeah. Inside thoughts yeah. inside. Yeah. So I've been working on that for sure. But so that's been streaming. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just looking for a new show. I know Buffy looking up there, like that's super recommended. So I might head down that route. Um, because the real housewives of Beverly (laughs) Hills have reappeared on my TV as something I've been watching. And that's when things get really dark for me. (laughs) I might be playing too much like merge cats. (laughs) So yeah. So something a little bit more stimulating yeah i'll be looking at but kind of hodgepodge i really like midnight mass so like things just you know how it is like Mm -hmm. it's like oh well that was really good so what the heck can follow it yeah 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 no i get you i think when i'm not doing stuff for the podcast so because you know i so i watched season one of dexter started watching season two and then i had a bunch of other stuff i had to start watching uh for other recordings i think one of my last like for fun watches was squid game oh my god i love squid game (laughs) my brother and i are gonna do an episode on it we're gonna record i think next weekend oh my god that's amazing i have to hear it when it is um because you and your brother are korean Mm -hmm. and my brother-in-law is korean and so he has so many things to say about it he speaks korean and so yeah oh my gosh he was like Yeah, it was interesting, his perspective. I read a lot about, like, the difference between the closed captioning and subtitles for that show. And one, definitely don't do the dubbed. They, a lot of the stuff I read did credit the dub um, voice actors for doing, you know, in the writing and trying to be as best. But there are limitations and everything with that and trying to convey the translation properly. Yeah. So... I did do it on the regular subtitle versus closed captioning oh, because there is a difference between those, which I and never knew I did knew the that. dub. I didn't either. They just defaulted me to the dub, so uh, I didn't know that until I watched 3%. I watched oh. it after that, and yeah, I mean, it was it was just after Squid Game. But but yeah, so uh, definitely reco for the um, uh, listening to the closed caption. You know what I mean? Do the, the, do the, the subtitles, subtitles and not the closed captioning. Yeah. So. Well, I do sometimes. Well, no, not closed captioning. No. I mean, sometimes it's fun to like try and pretend that you're going to learn another language by watching it. But <laughs> no, no, I definitely not Korean. Not, yeah. not for me. I, I, I do a little bit better with Spanish. But... Yeah. Squid Games. Maybe that that's what I was talking like a couple of really great like shows. And then. Yeah. So. So. Oh, yeah. Squid Game. You guys are going to do like a couple on those. Oh, man. That show is great. Yeah. It was the first show my mom ever binge watched in her no whole way. life. Yeah, how old is my mom? Oh, I don't know. She's in Damn. her 70s. That show of 76. all shows is her first binge. That yeah. is hilarious. I know. I loved and it so much. kind of fucked up. I feel like it was a challenge, though, because I told her. She was like, ask what I was doing. And I was like, oh, just watching this show. And she's asking which one. I was like, oh, it's this one. You probably wouldn't really be into it because it's like Crazy. super dark. And, yeah. and she's like, I like dark shows. And I was like, oh, I said, you know, I said, it's like, vi- I know you like violence, but this one's more like a psychological sort of element to it or whatever. So, so she was like, I feel like part of it was like a double dare. You yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> but she really loved it. She really liked it. And I think again, like having my brother-in-law be Korean, you know, he's Korean and like, it's just interesting 
we can ask questions about the culture, you know, and he's, mm -hmm. he's very happy to share. And he's like, I don't understand why, you know, non-Koreans are so into this show because there's so many different cultural references and just like things that he didn't think would make sense. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, a good story is a good story. You don't have to understand every element of right. it, you know, whatever. Exactly. So. I mean, there's still things that I think, yeah, good storytelling and it was good writing and really good acting, mm -hmm. I thought. So I'm excited yeah. to uh, talk about that one. I've already watched it twice, so I don't know if I'll... I, I got a lot Ooh. of other shit to, to, to try and get in, but if I can yeah. try it. Plus, it's like I watched it the first time, and like like I said, it was just like a casual for, for funsy watch yeah. for me because I was in between uh, pod prep. So I binged the shit out of it in like a couple of days, which yeah, is totally. pretty outstanding for me because, again, with my limited time to watch fucked up shows... yeah. Yeah, I got that one done fucking quick, and then I hopped on YouTube, and I watched, like, every single video I could find just to overanalyze it. Yeah, I totally did that. And I, like, read everything read about everything. it. And then my husband caught, he actually watched, kind of saw the climax of it. Yeah. And he's like, I kind of want to watch that show. Yeah. So I was like, all right, so I... I showed him red light, green light real quick. Okay. So he could kind of get that. And no, I'm, that I, was why my mom re repeated it too, is because my dad started watching a little bit of it. And so then he wanted to watch it. Mm -hmm. So then that's when they, she did a double binge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so much, there's so much to it. I did see there's a squid games too. Yes. Coming out. Be, so yep. I, wonder, I wonder if they'll call it squid games too. I don't know. Or maybe they'll call it uh, Red Rover. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I'm pretty excited though. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm really curious to see. We'll see. Where go, so we'll see because yeah, sometimes like I felt with um, oh Stranger Things, I was done after season two. You know what I mean? Like no, don't, I don't. I, I think I got through season two and was just was just done. Yeah, yeah. So I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm disappointed in you, I was, Holly. I my was TV too, watching but, buddy. Well, it's just one show. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so we've gone way off topic. We've yes. so we're gonna we're gonna Midwest goodbye this. <laughs> we started it about forty minutes ago, okay, so we're gonna okay. <laughs> we're getting a little closer to the door. We got our coats on. <laughs> we got our road sodas. Wait, hey, what what are you doing? What are you doing next holiday? <laughs> oh yeah, what are you what are you gonna do? Uh, what when when should we do a season two now? Eh? Or, uh, yeah, how the kids? No. <laughs> well, Holly, I want to say. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you in the pod basement. So glad to tolerate you long, today. It's been a long time. The vid times, you know. So Yeah. You should have been one of the first people in the pod basement on the couch. Oh, I was, you know, I was I was otherwise life. occupied. Yes. Life. Good old life. So but I'm glad you're here now. I'm glad we're gonna be doing Dexter. So looking forward to our future recordings. Um, me too. And thank you, listeners, for listening i swear i'm gonna get better with that because i fuck <laughs> anyways <laughs> thanks for listening everyone and keep streaming bye say goodbye <laughs> adios amigos just say goodbye goodbye, <laughs> goodbye. then you put me in awkwardness to say bye <laughs> you just say bye you say goodbye for all of us if you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to let me know by rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcast fix. Follow me on Twitter at Streaming Bubble. Find me on Facebook and Instagram as My Streaming Bubble. Have thoughts, suggestions, questions, or want to be tolerated? Email me at MyStreamingBubble at gmail.com. 
If you want to show your love and support for this little old podcast in monetary form, search My Streaming Bubble over at buymeacoffee.com and buy me a cheese wedge. And if you want to take that love and support to the next level, head over to Redbubble where you can find and purchase My Streaming Bubble merch. All monetary support goes right back into this podcast from new recording equipment to night cheese. Thanks for your support and keep streaming.